0: And welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed in 2020 as number eight of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am your host, Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert and author of Business Evolution, Creating Growth in a Rapidly Changing World. I created Scale Your Sales framework to develop leading edge capabilities to secure, retain and grow key customer relationships for long-term value and partnerships. Join me each week to learn from amazing B2B sales and business experts and influencers. Tune in for actionable insights and strategies. Are you ready to scale your sales? My next guest in a world of empty suits is leading a revolution of authenticity, integrity, and substance in the sales profession. He is the author of the best selling book, Selling from the Heart, and co-host of the podcast, Selling from the Heart. Please welcome to Scale Yourself Podcast, Larry Levine.
1: <laughs> Janice, what is happening? It's so good <laughs> to be here.
0: Um, it's lovely to have to see you actually Larry I've, I've got to know you through your book I should really have your, your book here handy but I have read your book I've, I've given it a, a read. no because
1: because thank you I remember you actually when when our paths crossed I mean we, we've been connected and yeah. following each other for a while but I guess where that bond was formed is I remember you're out for a walk one day yes <laughs> And, and I call right. them beanie caps and you had a beanie cap on yeah. and you were talking about my book. I go, that is so cool. You made my day. <laughs> uh, that was sometime last year.
0: Oh, really? Oh, that's nice to, yeah. to, to know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to ask you loads uh, about, about the book. But first of all, I'd like to know, how have you adapted to this pandemic? What changes? Because I know that you've got a great story about a customer that you've been working with.
1: Um, you know what? I was already used to this. So really not much changed. The biggest thing that changed for me is I couldn't fly in an airplane. That I mean, that's really the extent of what changed. And I remember back, this goes back, Janice, probably, it's almost a year ago. So I'll take you back to like maybe the second full week in March. That's kind of when everything started to unravel a little bit around the world. And I was getting ready to speak at a couple of events anyway. One had gotten canceled and the other two still went. So I decided to hang out for the whole entire week as opposed to rearrange my travel. But I share this with you and your listeners because of one thing. I made a commitment to double down on the message and double down on myself and not pay attention to the noise and just learn to can control what I can control and not control what I can't control. Yeah. And, and, and I think a lot of people in sales, since I'm being sales specific have allowed the noise to clutter their mind. And they go, well, I, I you know, it's difficult for me to do my job in, in this world that we're living in and all that. Well, guess what? It's been a year now and y'all have found a way to get used to it. And so I guess to really drill in on the question is not much has changed. The only thing that's been different for me is the travel outside. I probably, I probably logged more virtual air miles than I did in an airplane last year, so...
0: Yeah, I've been around the world twenty times. Oh, <laughs> Virtually, I know it... that is. <laughs> hey,
1: well, hey, Janice, I wonder if the airlines will give us virtual air miles.
0: Yeah, would that, that be great? interesting? Yeah, we sh- we should start a campaign. I think that would be brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can see this is going to be fun, Larry. <laughs> oh,
1: I told you. You know, I'm on my second cup of coffee. See, so I you
0: oh, really, you're buzzing. You're buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I'd I'd love you to tell me about the company that you've been working with um, as well over the pandemic and how you have helped them to adapt, because it may not have changed much for you, but you know, doubling down, this is the way we live, and it's probably not going to change enormously, even after the pandemic. Um, we've just accelerated in the direction we we were we needed to go in and we have have gone in. So have you helped other companies to adapt to this environment?
1: I think first and foremost it starts with mindset. Is you know, a, a lot of people, and and this isn't a disrespect to anybody that's out there, but a lot of them will just say, you know, everybody coaches and trains to skill set. And a lot of people have trained and coached to skill set over this past year. And that's been it where I flipped the switch and what we really believe in selling from the heart is we work on mindset, heart set, and then we layer in skill set. So to me, nothing changes unless you change your mindset. So for the first, I would say the first probably three to four months in me working with sales teams was just working on mindset. Hey, we got to get used to this. We have to get used to as sales professionals that we have to do things differently. What's interesting is we all in our personal world, we all communicate virtually, right? We all love hopping on our favorite social media channels. We all love texting. We all use FaceTime or whatever, you know, smartphone device you all use. But somehow in sales, we forget to use some of those tools. So my big enjoyment comes from getting people to really understand that they can do the things they do in their personal life professionally. And I keep things simple. I don't overcomplicate anything when I work with sales teams, because Lord knows there's enough complication out there is if my big belief is if you can't do the simple things consistently right with determination and discipline, you're not going to be able to do the harder things any better. So in working with teams, I said, hey, listen, we got to learn how to communicate in this world, which means you got to learn how to position yourself correctly. You got to connect with your customers correctly. You got to connect with your marketplace correctly. And it's all about authentically positioning yourself, authentically connecting and communicating. To me, the single hardest thing for salespeople around the world right now is to engage in and drive in a conversation. It's so easy to connect, but yet it's so difficult to truly connect. And that's what I've been bringing to sales teams.
0: So what do you mean by truly engaging and driving the conversation? Why is that difficult?
1: It, it's massive. Uh, to me, it's it's massively, massively difficult. I see it, whether it be with young, inexperienced salespeople, all the way up to well-tenured salespeople, even at the enterprise level. Um I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of bring this in and I'm going to share a quick story, but it'll help tie the point together. Are we cool with that?
0: Yeah. lovely. I remember
1: uh, this goes back not even a year ago, might've been about six or seven months ago. We had a guest on the selling from the heart podcast and this individual who wrote a book around the science of communication and conversation and selling. And this person said something really profound and stopped us dead in our tracks on the podcast. This person said this, salespeople today have become conversationally incompetent. Now, why am I saying that? Why did he say it? Why did we peel it back on the podcast? Because most salespeople are geared to have sales conversations. Nothing wrong with that, it's part of the process. But how many salespeople can truly engage in a normal conversation that transitions to a sales conversation. Not many, my opinion. So what I mean by truly connecting is it's so easy, Janice, for you and I to connect. It's never been as easy as it's been right now to truly connect out there. A couple clicks of a button and things like that. We can connect to people if they're willing to accept it. It's what we do next. And I took this to heart decades ago in the sales world is if Janice connected to me, doesn't mean that she knows me, likes me or trusts me. It just means at that moment in time, she agreed to connect to me. I had to earn the right. I had to earn the right to advance that conversation, which means I had to go first and I had to do something with it. If you get what I'm saying, And too many salespeople today, the minute they connect with somebody, they immediately think sales. Whereas what I coach to and what I held myself accountable to in corporate sales is just because I connect doesn't mean anything. I have to earn the right, which means I have to engage in a conversation to connect and relate to them. And then I have to make them feel comfortable enough to open up. I talk about a secret sauce all the time. That was my innate secret sauce that I had in sales is I love the art behind conversation. And I was willing to take a step back to actually move it forward faster.
0: I think that's really um, interesting and it's becoming more important now. Here we are in the virtual world in our little boxes here and actually, I'm working with um, some leaders at um, Cramford School of Management and a lot of the journaling that they do around the conversation so that they have in meetings, they're doing it in these boxes. But actually, you can pick up if you learn to the nuances of this new medium, the the facial body language the tone the pace the language the words if you're able to tune, truly tune in to actively listen to what people are saying you can pick up so much more more information and so it's the difference between having you know uh, a dialogue or really tuning in to the meaning of the words really. And I think that moving into this virtual environment, really focusing on the, not only what people say, but how they say it is one of the, and being genuinely interested, which you talk a lot about in terms of authenticity, um, being genuinely interested in that person as a human rather than in the sale.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's unpack that for a second because yeah. you, I mean, I, I love what you just said is I'm gonna go back to authenticity just for a second because it's probably one of the most overused words that have been out there. To me, authenticity is a lifestyle, it's not a light switch. And people sense it. It's the innate sixth sense that I think that we have as humans. People sense it real quick. You can, in my opinion, you can smell sincerity like that, but you can also smell BS just as fast. And in this virtual world that we've all been living in, salespeople have put a blinders to, hey, you know what? I'm speaking with Janice, but it's not really like I'm in front of her. Well, guess what? Yes, you are. You may not be sitting in a room in a chair around a table, but you're sitting in a virtual conference room. What's even, more, what's even more interesting, I want people to really key in on this, is there's never been the time as it is right now over the last year where people have humanized things because they're inviting people into their homes. And they're getting, you're seeing the real person, not in an office, but maybe in their home office or in a makeshift office or things like that. But it's really keying in and inviting people into conversations which means leaning in, pulling them in, paying attention to tonality, eye movements, things like that. I talk a lot about connecting and relating. And, you know, even before we started to record this podcast, I noticed what was in your background, you know, and and I go, you know, I could take this in one direction or another. And I want people to key in on that because right away, I think the minute that these virtual meetings start everybody and I, well, Let me remove everybody, a vast majority will go right to a sales conversation first. Connect and relate. Find something that you can connect to, that you can relate to, that pulls somebody into the conversation. And then transition that to a next conversation, which could be a sales conversation or a business conversation.
0: Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So let's talk a little bit more uh, about your your book, Selling for the Heart. And I really uh, love your phrase, empty suits. I think (laughs) it's lovely. (laughs) Explain to the audience what you mean by that.
1: Uh, You know, as I I was trying to put a bow on the last chapter of Selling from the Heart, I, I, I wanted to leave... The readers with some impact and get them uh, to me pictures right pictures pose a 1000 words right even a word empty suit all of a sudden it just conjures up in everyone's imagination, what is an empty suit. And again it's no disrespect none whatsoever to the sales world out there, I use it as as a as a term to say hey we can all become better. That if you don't educate your clients in the marketplace if you don't bridge relational networks, if you don't help them do better business, if you don't dig in and truly care about the things they care about in good times and bad times, if you fail to live up to your promises, if you fail to listen to them, if you make it all about yourself, guess what? They view you as an empty suit. Not only do they view you as an empty suit but I'll submit to everybody to view you as an empty soul. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And there's a lot of that running around in sales. And I'm here to say, listen, we can all do better. It's about bringing sincerity, substance and heart to the forefront. It's about bringing integrity back to the sales profession. It's long overdue. Let's just think about it In in a world today that lacks trust in the sales world. That they're skeptical about everything salespeople have to say. Most people would avoid even talking to salespeople. They'd rather do everything themselves. And that's sad because if we don't sell anything, money doesn't move through the economy. Sales is a noble profession. So if we can all agree sales is a noble profession, then it's up to every sales leader and every salesperson to do something about it which means your walk must match your talk. And that's the big disconnect. Everybody says the right things, but are they living, breathing, and walking the right things? Yeah. I'll leave that one for everyone else to think about.
0: <laughs> that's a bit of a drop the mic, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Larry, you did the drop the mic really early. Him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I'll just pick it back up.
0: uncle okay Larry so you know what practical strategy would you offer listeners to enable buyers to buy uh
1: again I'm going to go back to the care part of this is care about things that they really care about it's funny it's interesting that you mention it because just a couple days ago I put a post out there And I had a large head of procurement for a really large corporation here in the United States. He goes, I love, about once a week, he comments. And he goes, I just love this whole selling from the heart and how you're positioning everything and all that. He goes, I'm going to throw a twist on this. He goes, just as I believe there's sellers who sell from the heart, there's buyers who buy from the heart. Think about that one for a second, Janice. I go, I go, dude, I got to talk to you. So, I'm actually talking to them in a couple of days to get somebody's point of view from a buyer's perspective. But I think there's so much information out there today that, as sales professionals, we just have to help them make sense of what's going on out there and become a guide, a facilitator, and help them by truly uncovering what are the things that they're working on, what initiatives. What issues, what challenges, what roadblocks? we got to bring to buyers the things that we've been working on with similar organizations and similar people just like them and get them to open up in a conversation. But it's not about us. It's always about them. But for me, the easiest way I believe in my heart to get somebody to open up is make them feel so comfortable with you that they will open up which means you start talking about them, their issues, their concerns. You bring to the forefront some ideas to get them to stop and think for a moment. I remember when I was in corporate sales, when I'd have meetings with executives, I would bring in articles that I just read and ask them to think about that article. It's not a stat. It's not a buzzword. I would literally bring in something to get them to think and go, how does this relate to what's going on right now? If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And we just don't do enough of that. So then all of a sudden buyers go, I don't want to talk to you. You're not bringing any goods to the business table. You are not bringing anything to the table that I cannot find by myself.
0: I think that's so true. I mean, now um, buyers that, you know, there's varying stats, whether it's 57% or up to 70% of the journey that they go on before wanting to to speak to a a sales professionals. And they've often already identified the the solution. So just as you said earlier, they don't really want to speak to sales uh, professionals anymore. But part of it is understanding, as you say, that they actually make decisions emotionally and then they justify on logic. So how do you connect on an emotional level? And often salespeople go on very much from a logical product focus, benefits and, uh, and all of that. So it's really kind of going in at the, uh, at the right level and, and, and not selling. I, you know, I say I often tell people not to sell, Actually, stop selling, you're doing yourself a disservice. No one really wants to speak to salespeople, but they do want to connect on the human level, just as you're, you're talking about, Larry.
1: Yeah, I want to, um, th- th- I w- I'd like to peel a couple things back that you just said, because I'm a firm believer in my heart that executives, mid level decision makers, and people out there do want to talk to salespeople. They want to talk to a sales professional. Let me emphasize that. They want to talk to a sales professional. Huge difference. But stats are stats. I'm not a huge believer in stats. Never have been. I don't even like citing stats. But I will tell your listeners, I'm going to give them an exercise. Go back to your clients and ask your clients this question. The last major purchase. That you made in your office, in your corporation, inside your organization. I want you all to think about that purchase, something that had significant financial implement, implement implications. Second cup of coffee, sorry. <laughs> to your bottom line. Walk me through that process. You identified a problem. What did you do? What did you do internally? To uncover it and then walk me through at what point did you engage a salesperson? When you hear it from your clients, to me, that's gospel. That's from the mouth of babe. When you read stats and all that on the internet, then I leave that in question. But that's my opinion. Our clients are a wealth of information. I challenge all your listeners out there. Go ask your clients what their journey looks like. That's that I mean, I to me, that's a whole lot better than buying to what's been said on the internet. my opinion. What's your thoughts on that?
0: well no i i i I think stats have their place. There's an awful lot of research in sales and um spotting trends and understanding. <laughs> Um, what more we need to do so that we can do it better. So I do think, I do think stats do have, have their, their place. You've got to understand what is the source of the stats, uh, of course, you, know, it, them, it, you it, know, there's an awful lot of research that I wouldn't want to ig- ignore. Hey, I do, I'm not. I'm
1: not yeah. No, Janice, it, and let me preface it. I'm not here to say ignore all of it, but what I am here to say is we must not ignore our clients. Oh, I'm, here to, I, I'm here to say that you can earn a PhD from your clients. You can do all the research you want with your clients, because your clients will tell you what's going on.
0: That brings us back to what we start with. Started with, you've got to have the relationship. You have in order to ask those questions, because they're thinking, well, you know, unless you have a a, a relationship beyond a connection with your customers, you're not going to get that information. They're not going to trust you enough to give you all of that information. When you say, walk me through, they're going to think, well, why do they want that information? It's because the trust isn't there. So it still goes back to what you said at the beginning, you have got to go beyond just having a, a connections and the way that you actually do that.
1: Yeah, it, and, and here's what I'd like to challenge everybody and encourage them to think about what is a relationship. Because if we if we ask, right, Janice, you and I are in a, you know, we're in a virtual conference together, right? You and I are working with a bunch of salespeople. You will I'm gonna oftentimes I say this and you'd experience this and, and you'd be shocked to, to hear what happens, right? I always ask salespeople this by a show of hands, how many have good or great relationships with their clients and everybody will look around the room and then everyone, of course, is going to raise their hand because they're not going to say, no, I have horrible relationships. Okay, then I'll ask them this question. If you have good or great relationships with your clients, can you describe what that relationship looks like? Then I'll pause. And we'll go back and forth depending on what the responses are. Then I'll ask them this next question. How often are you seeing or communicating or conversing with your clients? That's when the rubber meets the road, Janice. Because sometimes it's only a couple times a year, two or three times a year. And I go, how does that constitute a relationship? They go, well, what do you mean? I said, Hey, by a show of hands, how many are in a significant relationship or married? You know, you get the hands and and so forth. I go, Can you tell me this? For all those people that are married in the room, what would happen if you communicated with your spouse every 90 days and you're living in the same household? What would happen? And then they start to get it. There's so many, there's so many surface level relationships that are going on all over the world between sellers and their clients. You want to build a really good relationship, you got to get under the covers. And not under the covers in a holy matrimony way. You get under the covers by truly caring about what they care about and consistently serving up the best version of you and helping them continually do better business. Until you do that, then I'm going to question what that relationship really looks like between you and your clients. Just getting people to think differently.
0: Absolutely. And recognizing that can take years and years and years patience a is a virtue best, yeah long term i'm afraid larry we've run out of, <laughs> of time so you know what i would like to do is um uh talk to you again perhaps next <laughs> year or so um, yeah, sorry generous, larry anytime. i'm anytime. not letting you go
1: no it's all good
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, first of all tell listeners how they can get hold of you
1: of uh, various ways, you can go to SellingFromTheHeart.net, and you can find anything you want out about selling from the heart. The podcast, articles, there's a bunch of free resources on there as well. I'm um, all over LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you name it. If uh, for can I just say, if for those who have, well, for those who have smartphones, we all have smartphones. If you do want a bunch of free resources and you want to learn more about me, just open up your text app on your phone and text the word heart h-e-a-r-t to 210-21000, 000, 000, and you get a bunch of free resources sent immediately to you
0: excellent thank you for that we'll put it in the show notes so thank you for being a guest oh. of Scale yourselves podcast larry it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you
1: No, it's my pleasure i had a great time <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of Scale Your Sales. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Janice B. Gordon, to comment and share. I'd love it if you would leave a review on ratethispodcast.com slash scaleyoursales. Please subscribe for more weekly expert insights to scale your sales.